from the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. Happy 6th. Well, of course, everybody knows this is the 5th for us, and you're just pretending like it's the 6th because that's when the first people will hear the episode. Yes, that, that's exactly. Thank you for breaking that down. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people are here. It's so true. How was your 4th? Uh, it was sparkling. What did uh, you do? We really... It was like the real 4th of July was on the 2nd of July because Eagle Rock had the whole come to the park. There's a cover band playing with the lead singer dressed like uh, Randy Savage. You would have appreciated that. He was full macho man for the whole performance. And then the big spectacular fireworks overhead. But then last night on the actual 4th, because as we mentioned, today's the 5th and people are listening to this on the 6th. Right. So on the actual 4th of July, we climbed up to the back of our hill and you can look south kind of towards Dodger Stadium, uh, east over Highland Park, which is basically a war zone during the 4th of July. Sure. And, and, and they shoot off fireworks. And they shoot off fireworks. <laughs> uh, there, I would say at any given moment we could see 20 different fireworks bursting in the air from you know, 35 different, let's say most of them were not legal fireworks shows, but impressive nonetheless. How about you? Uh, well, real quick, you said cover band, uh, just yes. covering multiple groups and artists, or was it one Correct. specific? Okay. Yeah, no, they, they covered the gamut, but, you know, I think they know parents these days, uh, in other words, us, do love, do love their 80s. So there was no shortage of 80s, though there was a shortage of John Cougar Mellencamp and Billy Joel. No Billy? <laughs> well, nobody expected Billy, but I certainly was hoping for the Coog. Why would no one expect Billy? Well, like, when did you ever go to the Bluebird and hear a cover band like Jack Fife or Mike and Joe or Chloe's Diner covering Billy Joel? Yeah, but... but that's because they were wrong i mean they just they just couldn't live up they couldn't live up I, i'll be honest with you my fourth of july i over the last several days i've seen a total of zero fireworks mm. zero i haven't seen one on television i haven't seen one in person <laughs> i've heard them i don't understand the people that are lighting off fireworks in broad daylight at like 6 p.m where you can't see them. All you can see is the smoke if you're right there. I couldn't. It sounded like people were shooting me as I walked the dogs and I couldn't see anything. I did not see one firework. How do your dogs handle the fireworks? Pretty well. They're they're pretty chill with it. Um, they just don't give an F. They just yeah. don't. They just don't care. You same. My dog just too dumb to know that there's potential danger. And, does, and or maybe yeah. she's really smart and knows there's no danger to her whatsoever. But just so many friends or we were at a neighbor's party before the fireworks were really going off, had to like give their dogs Xanax and like leave their dogs at home under the bed. Um, I'm glad we don't have a dog that uh, that high strung. Yeah, that, I know dogs like that. I mean, I know I don't know the dogs. I know people <laughs> who have dogs like that. Let's get to the fact that, as always, we are 
powered by communitycars.com by the way yeah. i don't know if you saw that i put this out on twitter and on peaks but there is major news for the Hoosier Fantasy Experience Weekend, thanks to our friends at Community Cars. They're the best. Thanks to them, they are sponsoring a few slots that are left in the fantasy camp and the golf outing at hugely discounted rates. Hugely. Like, the. by the way, is hugely a word? You know, when I saw you put that in the post, I was like, I'm not sure that is. I mean, it's, it's look it accepted up. now. Well, let's look it up. Is hugely a word? a word it it's is a word to okay. great extent to great extent and and it is it is to a great dis extent discounted it is so here's what the deal is the fantasy camp is normally about four thousand dollars which i know is expensive it is we don't take that lightly it is worth it and we believe it's worth every penny however thanks to community cars the winners of this discounted raffle and there's a few slots will be able to come for half price, $19.99, which is just amazing. And on the golf outing, regular price is $1,500 for an individual and $5,000 for a foursome. If you win the golf raffle, you get to be in for $500 for an individual and $1,750 for a foursome. It really is unbelievable. Here's how you enter. DM us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E. No I, but the sometimes why. Oh, nice. I like how you got that in there. Uh, DM us there. Email us at Hoosier Hysterics at gmail.com. Hoosier Hysterics at gmail.com. Or if you're on Pigs, go ahead and send me a PM. Uh, epankhouse 77 is my handle. Send me a private message. We'll enter you into the raffle. And if you win, we'll let you know. But again, communitycars.com, putting their money where their mouth is, supporting NIL, wanting to get more people into this incredible experience. Evan Martin will be part of the fantasy camp. He is a participant this year. He's a beast in the middle, a beast. Yeah, you want him as your five. Yeah, you definitely want him as your five. So uh, that's the big news. But as always with community cars, by the way, another friend of mine reached out. Hey, can I get that community cars guy number? I got to buy a Tahoe. He's in LA. He's like, I want to buy a Tahoe. You seem to really love your experience. Hooked him up with Evan. That process is happening. Another satisfied customer. Um, you know, to me, what what that really means to me is that this is worth it to Evan, and he'll keep sponsoring the show. God, God <laughs> help him. God hope. God willing, right? God willing. Yes, yes. So and, we and people get great cars. It's good for everybody. But you know, we're really we're, we we want we want to keep doing this. And there's certain things that need to happen for my wife to let me keep doing this. And Evan's a huge part of that. That is a huge <laughs> part of it. But look, HoosierFantasyExperience.com. If you want to enter the raffle right now, please do email, DM, PM, whatever you want to do. Just shout out your window as loud as you can, and we'll enter you into the raffle. Um, that's what's going on August 17th to August 20th is the weekend. Can't wait for it. I saw a lot of tweets go out today from uh, uh, Mackenzie put out an Instagram story. Gabe put out an Instagram story. Xavier sent out a tweet. Malik Renew sent out a tweet. So very exciting stuff. The weekend is, I mean, it's a month away, Ward. It's like a little over a month away. 
it's these guys putting it out there because they want to hang out with Hoosier fans for like several days. They want to coach you as a part of their team. It's such an exceptional opportunity experience at one of the most beloved historic programs in college basketball history has the stars, the players reaching out to the fans and saying, come hang out with us. It's totally, it's not, I, I, you know, I I'm sure there are other schools with um, terrible people and terrible players doing similar things, but these are all great dudes. Not only can they ball, but we've gotten a chance to get to know most of them at this point. We're going to talk to another one again today who is, is full of comedy, full of comedy. And so um, we've been told. So, so we've been told. We didn't really experience in, a, in our last interview, but hey, he was still a high school kid then. And also, I'll be interested to see how well we can bring that humor out in the Zoom setting across thousands of miles because it's it's like a sneaky humor from what I understand. Yeah, you are just setting the entire interview up for failure. I mean, the entire thing. Now the guy's got to perform or we're terrible at what we do. Well, I think there's nowhere to go but up for us. You know, like if we do pull this off, people will be like, maybe they're not so bad. Right. That's fair. All right. Let's talk about what's going on in the world of IU athletics. I think still the big news is kind of the fallout from the NBA draft. Summer League started. Trace is a little banged up, so unfortunately he didn't play. I actually didn't see if Race Thompson got in the game for the Knicks. I, did, I don't know if you saw that. I did but not. Jalen hood Shafino. 15 points, I think five rebounds, four assists, or four rebounds, five assists, something like that in his first game. Didn't shoot great from the field, but cool to see Jalen with a Los Angeles Lakers jersey on and playing in the summer league. Very cool. Yeah, to to just open up YouTube TV and to see Homeboy right there and just being like, oh, man, there he is. That, That is real. He is representing now, you know, our our other favorite town, the one we live in, and having, I mean, he's a Laker. Like that, there's some pretty good people have been a Laker over the decades. It also shows you just like, you know, the ramp up to college basketball just takes forever when they start practicing and how much practice they need. Summer league, it's just like, get they didn't practice. No. They just signed them and then they're playing in summer league games. I mean, Let's like see. immediately, it happens so quickly. Well, it's. As in all professional sports, well, let's say at least the two I follow, basketball and football, there is this insatiable hunger by the media for content year round. And you don't have much in the way of summer football scrimmages, even though they're gearing up for their season. And so to to have these guys who are all signed to these teams out there playing, it's like, okay, it's that or you're going to watch maybe an MLS game. Uh, I like I'll how you're just skipping baseball like you and baseball does not even hit the radar screen for you. And it's not really a sport. It's like it's like a game. That's like watching darts or or billiards. You know what I mean? Well, the truth is St. Louis sucks this year. It's so hard that I, I cannot watch them. I mean, mm. it's it's the worst they've been. It is as bad as they have been in my lifetime. And wow. Yeah, it, it just went south quick. What are they like? Is it a rebuild situation? No, What's going no, on? No, not at all. <laughs> they have no pitching. They have just zero pitching. It's just an absolute disaster. But I, they, look, we're not going to get into that. I'm not going to pull a Ward Roberts Colts conversation here. Oh, you want me to talk about the Colts? Uh, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, what can I say? Uh, full yeah, of he can throw the ball far. He, and he can run fast. Yeah, no, he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. 
Probably. I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad you've come around. So what's the deal with Jim Mercy? He like rescues whales. Like what? What do I read about? Like I just see headlines and I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Uh, I believe it's one orca to date who was in captivity for a long time in Florida. And yeah, he was orchestrating and financing behind the scenes from what I understand to. What does that mean in captivity? Like at SeaWorld? Yes. I, I don't think specifically at a SeaWorld, but a SeaWorld like facility. And yes, Jim Irsay has freed Willie. So does Jim Irsay just go down there and write a check and say, I'll give you a couple million dollars. Give me the whale. And then what? I don't I don't think he owns the whale. I think he he's more of a facilitator. I'll be honest. I never went beyond the headlines myself. I saw enough to to get the gist of it. And yes, Jimmy boy, Jimmy from the Colts helped free Willie. So is there a chance that the orca is going to line up at like right tackle? I mean, is that possible? I prefer it left. You know what? There you go. What what is that movie? What's the movie where the guy jokes about like a sumo wrestler playing? Oh, no, it's not a movie. It's from West Wing where they talk about like, why doesn't a hockey team just hire a sumo wrestler to be the goalie <laughs> yeah. and just like never move? Fill it up. Just fill yeah. it up. Yeah. I mean, just something to think about. Food for thought. Uh, the other big thing that's going on right now is the Peach Jam. Big AAU event. Uh, coaches not allowed to be there right now, but there's been a flurry of coaches recruiting recently. There was the USA Top 100 camp. There was all that kind of, you know, talent amassed in one place. And Indiana went hard after Liam McNeely. They're going hard after Derek Queen. Like all the guys, Boogie Flan, all the deep. guys. That, yeah, I mean, they're four going deep. for it. Four yeah. deep, which I just hate. I, I just hate <laughs> the nomenclature. Does it, does, it hit a, does it hit a little too close to home? <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means, but it's just such a weird thing to say. Indiana went four deep on Boogie Flan. It sounds like you asking a question to one of our guests. Uh, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> but look, but, but we look, know we're in on big names, big, big names. And I think along with all four of our coaches being present and with Woody having been out earlier in the recruiting season with his knee, that he's making a presence not only in person, but with Rabbi obviously having these great interviews with a lot of these guys from these camps and events saying that Coach Woodson is reaching out to them a lot. I think we all are excited to hear that because now that it's kind of getting down to crunch time with some of these 24 guys and we know Woody's a great closer, and the more involved he is, the better chance we have. Yeah, it's super exciting. And football is like six weeks away. I mean, like, we are getting close. Well, and we did just sign a five-star number one ranked, I guess, long snapper in the nation. So here here we go. What are we? I mean, like, they rank long snappers? Like Somebody their star does. rankings. When I saw that Indiana signs five star, I was like, oh my God, long snapper. You know, I know it's important. I know it's important. But also, correct me if I'm wrong, but you only need the long snapper. Well, I guess you need it for field goals, right? Yeah. Anything that requires a long snap, which is punts. Which usually means you didn't do well on offense. Yeah, always. It's, 
it's just such a like there's so many jokes to write about Indiana needing the long snapper to be the best player on the team. You know, yes. like yes. that's why I said to you, I think in a text, can we just flip him around and have him long snap to our receivers? Because it <laughs> seems like if he's that accurate, let's have somebody throw it to the receivers. Is that how it works? Yeah, I feel it would be difficult bent over and backwards to read defenses effectively. Did you watch Indiana football games last year? It, it can't be worse than that. I, I suppose. I suppose. I, I think we all maybe hope that one of the positional quarterbacks will will step up to the plate. Hey, I'm root. I'm on record. I want Taven Jackson to be the starting quarterback for four years in Indiana. And is that based solely on who his older brother is? Well, Andy was a big time stud recruit coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. You know, he got picked up by Tennessee, who's a you know, a football blue blood, I think you could say, went to the SEC. He was a big-time recruit. We tried to get him then. And, yes, I like the idea of Trace cementing a legacy as the basketball player and his younger brother coming in and cementing a legacy of getting Indiana football to a respectable, competitive place for four years. I think that is an unbelievable story, and I like the stories. And I'm with you. And considering how little we know about basketball, we know even less about college football. So go with the story, go with the name, go with the, the local kid again, you know? Why not? Let's do it. Has any team ever um, consistently played two quarterbacks at the same time? Uh, on the field at the same time or just yeah. rotating them in and out? No, 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 not rotating. Like, you split one wide who can be a receiver also. Like, I know Cordell Stewart was called Slash, right? But imagine if you never knew who the guy that was going to throw the ball would be. Like, you split him wide, you throw that, like, screen, like, behind the, the line of scrimmage. He can then, you know, either run or or throw it. Or you put him in motion, toss him the ball. Mm -hmm. you, you toss him the ball, he can throw it, and then the quarterback that you had behind center can go wide and you could throw it to him and he could throw it. Has anyone ever done that ward? Not to my knowledge, but I would not be surprised if in 10 years from now, it, everybody's like, this is where the college game uh, is. This is where the NFL is now going that they're all running out to Anthony Richardson type yes, players exactly. that can do it all. I, I think you're a visionary. If I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, look, it would be interesting. You're kind of being funny, and I'm kind of being funny, but I like I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's not you. You you want to keep the defense guessing, right? Keep them on but, their on their heels. They don't know what's going on. Like like quarterbacks who can be receivers that the, they can be running backs too, and essentially right. like that is where the league is now. You want a guy who can throw and run, and if he can throw and run, he could probably catch too. Right. Well, why, didn't why we not just... three of them? Why not well, three of them in the backfield? I'm blanking on the guy's name, but remember the quarterback that we took, I think, out of Ben Davis that we then converted into a wide receiver last year? Like, he was our quarterback. He was going to be our quarterback, and then they changed and made him the wide receiver. Well, I mean, Tim Tebow I'll, Tim Tebow tried to be a tight end. I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name. I think he's still with New Orleans that they were kind of trying to groom yes. to be the replacement that for white Drew Brees. Guy. Yeah. The white guy who, who just comes in and, like, runs every time, which I always thought was hilarious because everybody knows he's going to run the ball. Like, he does not throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, I – uh, I think you you could look back at this in 10 years and be like, you know what? Eric said it first. How many people right now do you think are just shaking their heads going, 
this guy's dumber than I even thought. And I thought he was pretty dumb to begin with. I mean, it's 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 steep. It's steep. Um, so it's I'm dumb. really excited about the 2024 class. I'm going to say it again. I do believe that the 2024 class for this era of Indiana basketball is what the 2021 class needed to be for Archie Miller. Now, I'm not saying they're at the same level. I do believe that Indiana is a couple pegs higher than where Archie Miller was. No doubt. Like we're making tournament. Yeah. But, but we're not where we need to be to be happy and, and to call us a successful program. We're not. No, but I think we can also say there is more clear and evident progress um, years one, years two, now going into year three. And to your point of like this being perhaps the defining root, uh, recruiting class that that will set the table for success at the highest level moving forward, we're much better positioned in terms of the number of recruits we're in with than we were for the 21 class for sure. So, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I, at one point that 21 class was looking good at one point. I mean, I sat down with Bruiser Flint at a dinner and this is like a year before, you know, this is before Bruiser left, which is well before that 21 class. And Bruiser thought we were going to get Caleb first, Trey Kaufman, Christian Lander, and Blake Wesley. He thought we were going to get all four. He thought we were going to get all four. How and many of those guys, of how many guys of those guys were five stars? I don't think Trey or Caleb were were five stars. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Blake See, Wesley was a first round NBA draft pick. Christian Lander was a five star. Right, he was. We know how that turned out. Um, but my point is, my point is, you're right. Like we're just quantitatively, we are in and in better shape with more top end talent than that class was. But I still go back to you're right. The first two seasons of Woody took baby steps forward. The first one was, you know, I mean, it is funny, the progression. We went from not making the tournament with Archie to barely making the tournament with Woody, right? And making the first four, winning a first four game and then losing in the first round. Next year, solidly making the tournament, not really being in, in jeopardy at all, winning a first round game and then getting smoked in a second round game. It's progress. And, and, even losing our what what would have been our our presumable uh, starting point guard early in the season, along with losing a couple other players in a middle stretch, we still finished top three in the Big Ten. Did we finish third or tied for fourth? I thought it was third. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I, it's been yeah, a few months. Right. I don't know. It's um, already but, out of our head. But I and I know we prioritize March. But no, but as, I want to win Big Ten championships. I yeah, do. I we, do. That's been instilled with from birth into all of us of our generation who who grew up regularly winning the thing. But before you can really expect to win it, you have to just feel like your perennial top five program, um, top three would be nicer, and just be like, okay, it's our year now. Uh, injuries went our way. Um, the team gelled. This this year's ours. Maybe not next year, the year after, but then we're up again. You just want to always feel like you're in the mix because then you will win it. Same way with the deep run in the tournament. You just have to be good year in and year out for all the stars to align and you make a run. That's right. So this year's uh, 
you know, it's why, again, the 24 class is so important because this year's going to be this year's going to be very interesting. I'm excited as hell for it. I love the new talent that they brought in. That said, we lost a ton of talent. I mean, a ton. We and lost experience. Yes. And three guys that are now playing on NBA summer league teams, you know, so we lost a ton and we lost Tamar Bates, who who I get it didn't produce. But you look at the roster now and having a Tamar Bates on the roster would sure look good. We brought in some talent. I don't think we brought in enough talent to make up for what we lost and take a giant step forward from a talent perspective. I don't think that that's where this team is at right now. They're going to play a different style, hopefully, uh, and, and maybe that changes things. But that 24 class is where you get back to making up for the talent that you lost, and then you pour gas on the fire. Yeah, and because that's where it has to be. There, we. I was talking about this with my father-in-law today, and he's like, I guess this is just how it's going to be from now on, this massive turnover. And I'm like, well, hopefully not this massive. Like, the stars kind of aligned between super seniors, seniors, guys going to the league, um, that hopefully the turnover isn't quite so severe. Hopefully we lose a guy or two to the draft, maybe a transfer or two or a senior or two. And, and then that's where, like, a four-person 24 class could come in to replace those guys and and we're 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 infusing all that new talent on top of some talent we've been developing and some juniors and seniors who really know how to play the game yeah i hope you're right although i mean look we only have 12 people on scholarship so there's one slot that you know that they're going to try to use in 24 you look at who we're likely to lose and you're looking at six new faces next year wait so it would be x for sure. Obviously, like Khalil and Mac want to be gone. Right. And then uh, what, Anthony and Trey? Well, I think Anthony will be gone after this year. So how many is that? Is that five? That's five. And then there's the sixth, the, the 13th slot that you oh. have to fill a new. So six. I mean, Trey, this is his senior year. Does he use his COVID year? Possibly. He, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to have professional opportunities. I don't know if he's going to just feel like I'm done with college basketball and it's time to become a professional in some way. We don't know. But I don't think Anthony will use a, a COVID year. I think he's ready to start his career. So you're looking at kind of a minimum, it almost seems, of six new faces next year and maybe seven. And by the way, Ward, that's not accounting for anyone transferring. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. So it, this is the new normal. <laughs> no, it it's it's rough. It's it's a new world. It is definitely a new world. And but it's again why that class is so important. But also where there's optimism in that that was the turnover this year. A lot of other programs were in the same situation, and we came out as good of the not only the transfer, but again getting the late decommit. We've shown a real knack for getting the kid who decides not to go to the school um, and opens it back up at the last moment. So if this is what we can expect turnover-wise, then hopefully we can expect to have this kind of success each year too in in revamping the roster. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, women's basketball, they announced recently that they're doing a Greece trip at the beginning of August, which is pretty cool. That's very uh, cool. Grace Berger's playing in the WNBA right now. They they got a recent commitment for an in-state player from the class of 2025. Um, 
who went to the same high school that Sydney Parrish went to, which is very cool. And she's tall. Yeah, she's like, like a six, six five guard. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's what gave me the double the double take because I, I I saw the guard then I was like, uh, that's like a big for an NBA guard. <laughs> I, I know I was shocked by that size too, and and especially at a guard position in I mean six five is good for a front court player like Mackenzie Holmes isn't six foot five. Yeah, no, that that would most likely make you the tallest person on the court. But clearly she has a handle and some vision, and that's kind of exciting. And, and it makes sense that the women's game, if if they're seeing, you know, somebody like Jokic running the point or Trace bringing the ball up the court for us, um, hey, if you can do it, I guess you could even go all the way back to Magic Johnson and being like, well, if, if you – have more players growing up seeing more big people bringing the ball up the court men or women they're they're not necessarily going to be like hey i'm the tallest kid in fifth grade i'm going to stop dribbling and just work on my back to the basket game right like victor webanyama yeah yeah did you see the footage did you see the footage of his like first shoot around as a spur he missed like seven shots in a row (laughs) did he make his first shot no oh Good Lord, that's embarrassing. Uh, I'm excited to watch him play, but just really excited. August is almost here, and with FanFest and the fantasy experience, that really is the kickoff to the basketball season. We've kind of accelerated the calendar, which I love, because it breaks up the monotony of of having to wait till October for Hoosier Hysteria and then your first games at the beginning of November. But it's going to be an exciting year because of all the new faces, because of the infusion of talent and because they're going to have to play different. I mean, they're just going to have to play different. They do not have a guy like trace that you can just dump the ball into 30 times a game and hope for the best. That's, that's not what this team is going to be built on. So I'm excited to see what, what he does with it. And I'm really excited to see what he does with our guest who showed some flashes last year and seems to fit the prototype physically of what you're hoping to do in today's basketball. So what do you say we get to him? Yes, please. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's back. This time, I don't think he's in his old high school with uh, classroom bells ringing and his mom lurking somewhere. No, he's out on his own. He's been a Hoosier for over a year now. We're so glad to have him back. But before we get into all of it, Eric, who is this? Hailing from Fayetteville, Georgia, where he attended Fayette County High School. He was a member of the the storied Atlantic Celtics AAU team. He first, I think, sprung onto the scene with his amazing athleticism. His six foot eight, six foot nine height and seven foot two wingspan. We'll get an update on both of those measurements coming up. He comes from a family of athletes. His mother played at Alabama. His father played at LaGrange. His older sister ran track at TCU. He was a four-star recruit coming out of the Southeast region of the United States. He decided to matriculate at Indiana University thanks to the recruiting efforts of one Yasir Rosemond and of course the coaching staff. And he showed us some real flashes this year. You got us real excited. We saw flashes early in the in the non-conference schedule, but then against Ohio State, helping us to a win. Huge moments in the game against Purdue at Assembly Hall, which we will get into. 
We are talking to a gentleman who is entering his sophomore year at Indiana University where big things are expected of him, and I think big things he expects of himself. He has been named by many the funniest guy on the IU basketball team. Please welcome, nickname KB, Caleb Banks. That was a good introduction. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. So KB, is that the official nickname? KB, that's that's the nickname I, nickname I like the most. All I right. Some- oh, are there are there other nicknames that people give you that you don't like the most? I mean, it's not it's not I don't like them. It's just like it's just like I don't know. That's like I'd rather be called KB. All right, I like it, KB. And we're allowed to call you KB. Yeah, yeah, call me KB. That's cool. Yeah, that's what friends do. That's what friends do. And we all, you know, what I'm saying we all friends, family. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> so. KB, you're there. You're there with the family, the brotherhood, as it was called by CJ Gunn last week. Um, uh-huh. What do you? What's going on right now? Just kind of give us your day to day life, uh, summertime in Bloomington as an Indiana Hoosier. Um, that's a bunch of working out, spending time with the guys. Uh, I know recently we had this little team gathering for Fourth uh, of July. Some guys went swimming, some guys got in the pool and stuff. And we uh we popped a couple of fireworks with the team as well. So that nice. was pretty cool. Like a family brotherhood, like CJ said. Where where was the fourth of July get together? Um, it was like it was like the Ferguson's. Oh, nice. That's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good I, place to be. We did the fireworks on um, our our place. So so who's like who are the, the pyromaniacs on the team? Who got <laughs> a little too into the fireworks? Uh I would say Malik. Malik and Jakai. <laughs> Malik and Jakai. Malik and Jakai, for sure. That was uh, let's go to Jakai quickly because there's a Southeast, you know, Atlanta connection here. Uh, are Do you and Jakai know each other from that region? Did Did you know each other before he committed to Indiana? I mean, we knew of each other, but we never, like, had, like, a – we had a couple physical interactions, but we always we always knew of each other. Got it. Have you checked out his sneaker collection? His sneaker collection? No, nah, but I've seen, like – he becomes to the gym with some nice kids on, so yeah. pretty sure he some heat. All right, so let's talk about workouts. What uh, you, you've been going on now for about three or four weeks? Workouts have been going on. Uh, how do you feel personally? How do you feel you have progressed since last year? And what are you most focused on? Uh, I feel like I'm doing good, progressing on track. I mean, the whole team is too. Like you know. A bunch of new guys, so we often was trying to gel, see what each other can do. But I feel like, what was the last question again? Uh, like, what are you most focused on in your game? What What did you work on this summer and and or the last spring and now into the summer? Uh, well, like you said, I showed a couple flashes of things I could do last year, so I'm just working on more. Like, of course, shooting. Like I know this last year, some guys just kind of sacking off on me. I didn't really like that. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, defense. Just shooting, yeah. stuff like that. Now we all know the offense is going to look differently this year uh, without Trace there and and running it all through him. Um, I wonder, are you now that you're a few weeks in, are you, are you starting to get a a feel for? And we don't want you obviously to get into details and give away any secrets to the enemies of how you guys are going to play. But is it starting to feel different on the offensive end compared to last year? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I mean, 
last I know last year we reverted a lot to Trace and Trace is not here no more. So and I feel like our new bigger our new big man could do things Trace couldn't do, stuff like that. Not not a knock on Trace, but it's just no, no, no of course. So I um, feel like just play faster and just play freelance and just play, you know what I'm saying, more up to like to the more how the NBA's playing kind of thing. You also have a, a fairly lightning quick point guard in Xavier Johnson, who is entering his last year of college basketball after playing 17 years in college basketball. And um, is crazy. there's no doubt that X is one of the most intense guys that plays basketball. And mm-hmm. now he knows this is it for him. This is his last year. He got robbed of what could have been a special year last year because of injury. What is it like with him as, you know, he's a senior leader. He's the point guard leader on the floor. What's his intensity and leadership like right now in workouts? I mean, he's for sure the head huncho. I mean, he's always, he's a great leader. He's always like first in every drill, stuff like that. If you don't know what to do, ask X, stuff like that. People look at him, too. for example, a lot of new guys look at X. So he's pretty much our head huncho right now. And And can you tell that that's, I mean, granted, you've only been there a little over a year. But can you tell a difference between X at the beginning of last year and X right now? Can you tell that he's even more focused than he was? Yeah, he's definitely, like, more locked in, I'd say. Like, last year, being last year, me as a freshman come to the summer, I saw I, I saw the things he's doing now, I've seen, like, from the, our past leaders, like like Miller and stuff like that. Got so it. I can see that role, for sure. Love that. Now, with Miller's departure, and you kind of – we're looking at – there's okay there's these big guys down low we know who can bang and can get it down uh uh, work done on the block you got your your designated point guards up there with x and gabe's in there now but i think we're all very curious and optimistic about those of you running in the 6'6 to 6'8 range who could probably play uh, some out, some in, can shoot, but also have the the skill and the size to get down low. Give us, give us a little preview of what you've been seeing from, say, you and CJ and Mac, those guys who can be that, that what now everybody is looking for, those skilled, athletic, bigger wing players. What are you guys, what are you guys doing in there? I mean, we're just competing. We're just battling every practice. We're making each other better. Honestly, it's just fun, fun thing, really. It's fun to watch. So we just been competing, just making each other better. Are you making shots? Are you guys all making shots? We are making shots, for sure. Like We've been in the gym shooting thousands of shots weekly, stuff like that. So. Can you imagine if his answer just now would have been, no, we're not making anything? <laughs> we're making shots. I mean, yeah, I that's good. Making shots. All right, Caleb, what were you – measured at how tall are you six eight six eight and quarter six eight with shoes or without shoes <laughs> that means with shoes Wait, that means with shoes that smile means with shoes but but look that's that's the only way you're going to play basketball in shoes yeah i can't remember if i had shoes on what's the wingspan the wingspan is seven two what's well, the vertical the vertical Last time I checked last year, last summer, it was like 41, 42, I think. Do you think it's gone up? Yeah, I think I got like more explosive. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. All right. Let's talk a little bit about um, 
your relationship with the coaches. We know that different coaches there focus on different players. Yah takes the point guards and the guards. Kenya tends to work with the big men. Uh, Walsh, I know, has worked with guards and shooters. Is there a coach that is kind of your guy that that has become like your primary coach? Like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, if you've been around, you pretty much know uh, Coach Yasir is always is my guy. Like, he's always on me and stuff like that, trying to make me better. And is that because of the relationship that started during the recruiting process? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So the, what, what's yeah. some of the, the wisdom he imparts to you or the motivation? What What is he on you about? What is he on me about? I mean, just a lot of a lot of little things. Some things I do, some things I got to get better at, stuff like that. You, just, you smiled. You smiled because you know there's one thing in particular that he's on you about <laughs> that you don't want to tell us. You got to tell us. Give us one thing that you do that annoys him. Uh... One thing I do that annoys him, uh, I, like, like I can, for example, like probably rebound. He wants me to rebound more. Got it. I have some athleticism to get some more rebounds. Sometimes I don't like crash, and I got to, you know what I'm saying, use my size, crash the yeah. glass. How intense have the um, – everybody we've talked to so far, it seems like there is a level of intensity that even is up versus last year on how hard everybody is competing. I even talked to some of the coaches who said day one of practice this year when you guys came back for the summer in June, day one was so competitive. Do you Did you feel that? And was that a concerted effort on your part and your teammates' parts, like no screwing around this year, we're coming in hard? Yeah, I think since day one, it was fun. No, I, 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 coming in hard is not a great phrase for me. To uh, use. Uh, I, I didn't have my mind. Yeah, no, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but not, just, they, just because we're old doesn't mean that we're not incredibly immature. Yeah, we're totally immature. All right. So, anyway, competitive nature of practices is real competitive. I know we scrimmage. Pretty much every practice is like some days, some days a certain team will win, sometimes the other, other teams will win. But I mean, it's close every game, so it's competitive. Sometimes it might be some trash talking, and we feed off that energy, stuff like that. Do you so, talk trash? I'm more of the guys you talk trash first. I have to say something back or get back at you. Now, we have heard about your sense of humor. When you're talking trash, are you trying to slam a guy or are you trying to make him laugh? Like, do you do you go for the joke trash talking? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, like, trash talking is like, I feel like you're not trying to make nobody laugh. No, that's where I went wrong. <laughs> that's, that's that's what you try to do? Yeah, I feel like if you can make somebody laugh when they're really angry, then you get them off their game. I'm trying to see what could you say to make somebody laugh, though. Well, I've said this in the past, and, and people don't like it, but you could try to tickle them. Tickle them? Yeah. No, I never tried that strategy. <laughs> did it work out? Did it work out for you though? Look at me. No, no, yeah. it hasn't. I mean, Ward and I will tickle each other, but other than that, no. But but <laughs> but but that's not even during a game. That's just hanging out. <laughs> oh, hanging out. <laughs> yeah, just a hangout tickle. Um, uh, all right, wanna... so uh, KB, talk to us about some of the new additions. Let's let's talk about Khalil. So I know Khalil come in. He's seven foot eight. He's got a wingspan of 14 feet. You know, our nickname that we've given him is Groot. He's Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yeah, I can see that. Right. Um, and I know he got hurt early on, but then came back recently and has been participating. What What do you see from his game? What How would you describe his game? I mean, he has a nice game, nice feel for the game, too. I mean, he makes a lot of plays. Top of the key with the ball as a center. I mean, the most interesting thing about his game, how, how much he can spread the floor, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, like when we're on the same team, it's a lot of space guards can work with and, you know, he can work with himself. And he is, like I said, it feels like he's seven foot eight. Like, right? There. I mean, he is massive. <laughs> yeah, he's massive. Like, he blocked my shot one time. And I was like, how did he even, how did he even, like, like get close? <laughs> like, I thought he was over there, but he was closer than I thought. I love it. Love it. All right. Um, sticking with the new guys, what are you seeing from McKenzie out there? Uh, McKenzie's a good player. I know he's just he's always in the gym. He's working and stuff like that. He's hungry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's a, he's a real good shooter, real good defensively. So he's a nice player too. When we talked to Mac about practices and asked him like, who's the guy that's like standing out to him and pushing him? He brought your name up. He's like, he comes after me. And 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 he liked it because he thinks it's going to make him better. But I are you guys matched up on each other a lot during practice? Uh, pretty much most of the time, eight times out of ten, we matched up against each other. You guys are basically the same size, right? Both around six eight, seven foot wingspans. Yeah, yeah we got a, pretty much on the same measure, measurements. And and do you take that like personally, like you know, here's a new guy coming in, you're going to show him what it means to be a college basketball player. I mean, it's a sense of that, too, but I feel like it's a teammate, so it's all all love, but we definitely competing. I love that. I love it. Uh, How about um, um, somebody we've heard came in, guns a-blazing, Gabe Cups. What have you seen from him? Um, Gabe is, is like, hungry. Like, he's always in the gym. Like, he's always in the gym. I mean, he's a great leader. I was surprised how much much of a good leader he was. He is, my bad. That's good. good. Now, and, you'd yeah. mentioned both him and Mac being in the gym a lot. When you see a couple, like, new guys doing that, and obviously there's there's other gym rats amongst you, does it put, like, a pressure on you and some of the other guys being like, mm, I'm going to start getting in there more now too, or are they just, just total freaks that just live there? Um, I don't say it put a lot of pressure. I can speak for myself personally. It don't put that much pressure on myself personally because I know I got my own routine. I know what works for me. What's and how I should work out and stuff like that, but it's definitely a good thing. Just it definitely motivates you. Like, okay, he's in the gym. He's in the gym. Why should I take this off day? Stuff like that. Uh, Jakai, there's been some great uh, Instagram videos of him working out. I mean, he looks like a bodybuilder. Um, he but has I know muscles that- on his back that that don't exist yeah. for me. I know, I know. <laughs> for me, they're just contusions. Um, yeah. But. But I know that he was uh, limited because of his knee. Uh, has he been able to get out there yet and run with you guys, or is he still being held back a little? Um, he's. I mean, he's. Today was like one of them days. I know he's. Uh, he did a little bit more today. But oh, he's that's still good. Not like he's not scrimmaging yet, and stuff like that. But in the weight room, is he as big of a beast as it seems? Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see him do one some freakish stuff one time. Like, what do he do? Like, I know, like, I was, I know, like, I had did, like, a whole warm-up, like, me and Coach Cliff, it was just, like, me and Malik in the weight room one day. I did, like, a whole warm-up, and we was, like, uh, we had, I don't know how much weight we had, had on the bar, but I know, like, I was kind of struggling with it. I wasn't struggling, but I, like, got to a point where I couldn't, like, keep on going. 
but he just walked in, no warm up, no nothing. Just started repping it like it was nothing. And so I was like, dang, he made me feel weak in that instance. <laughs> <laughs> well, we- one other guy who probably makes almost everybody on earth feel weak from what we've heard is Peyton Sparks. What's up with that guy? He definitely makes you feel weak. Like that's a that's a strong guy. That's hundred percent a strong guy. But he's a he's been in the gym as well. He's been in the gym as well. Have you been able when I assume you guys have been on the same team a lot when you're when you're running five on five? Have you been able to work any pick and rolls with him? And what is it like when he sets a pick for somebody? Oh, he's a great screener. Great screener. I love when he sets a screen for me. But he's a I know he got I know he put he put somebody on the floor, but I ain't gonna say no names. What do you mean you're not gonna say no names? That's what this is about. We say names on this podcast. It's okay, oh. it's nothing embarrassing. <laughs> oh no, that's that's he a put, he put Mac on the floor. Nah, see you, you saw you trying to get me. It I was am Kenya. trying to get you. It was Kenya. Yeah, he put Kenya on the floor. Go <laughs> Yeah. Yep. If you want to go with that, we can. <laughs> I, I wonder with a guy like Peyton, you know, who was obviously at Ball State last year, but he's born and raised in Indiana, always wanted to be a Hoosier. Um, when a guy like that comes in, can you just kind of, because, you know, you grew up in the South and Indiana wasn't exactly like in the Final Four all the time as you were growing up or ever. So when you have a guy like that come in, does it, help you even after being there for a year appreciate how much the program means to to those kids who grew up in the state yeah yeah it does for sure i mean for his example i'm pretty sure he always probably wanted to play for the hoosiers and i know from myself personally i didn't i'm still learning about the hoosiers as i'm as i'm going up in grade and stuff so yeah i know kids like i know i mean i know people like Peyton always i mean it's a good thing he's just it's like a dream for him you know, Caleb, there's so much turmoil in college basketball with one and dones and the transfer portal now and new faces. And it, it's it's hard to have like a core group of guys that is the core of a team that grows year by year. But when you start thinking about Indiana and you think about you, Malik, CJ Gunn, you guys all came in together same time. You're all sophomores. I think you're all roommates, right? Yeah, we roommates. <clears throat> All six foot six, six foot eight, six foot eight. You've got the two guard. You've got the three, four. You've got the power forward. You see you guys kind of are looked at right now as like the core of the future of the present and the future of Indiana. Is there a bond between you guys because you were here last year together? You came in as freshmen and and you stuck around for for another year and you see how much more is being uh, counted on from you guys going forward? It's definitely a bond that's growing. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot into. I just know on the court and off the court. Like off the court, we pretty much with each other every day. We do everything together: get food, uh, play the game, stuff like that. Small stuff. Go well, out. Let's, let's get into that. So you're eating dinner at. Let's say you're eating dinner at home. Uh-huh. Is one of you the cook? Is like what are we eating? Who's preparing the food? Like what's going on there? Uh. Cooking, I don't know about cooking, but we definitely we we never cook. We have cooked, but I don't I don't I haven't tried their food. You but but then how do you eat? Like what do you eat if no one's cooking? We we just go out all the time. Like find you food do out. you go out like, training tables. Training tables. What do you mean by that? Isn't that what they call it when you you can like go out to a restaurant and get food or something when they provide food for you? Oh, I, 
I've never heard of that one. Oh, okay. Well, where do you go out? Where's where where are you guys going out to get food? And who picks the restaurant? Who picks it? Yeah. It's probably like take turns kind of thing. Or whoever's driving, whoever's got the courage to drive. Nobody never wants to drive for real. The courage? You said the courage to drive? Like, like, like after a long practice, somebody's like, we all don't want to drive to get food. So we just have to like argue about who's finna drive. This, All right, so this. it's your call. It's your turn. You're driving. Where where would you pick to go get food? Where's your favorite uh, place? Probably, I probably would like to go to Crazy Horse. What do you get? I always get like the uh, Cajun chicken pasta. Nice. You got mm-hmm. your order down at the Crazy Horse. I don't think I've ever had the Cajun chicken pasta there. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, it's pretty good. But if I'm feeling like, if I want something quick, I'll go to Chick-fil-A. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you go spicy chicken sandwich? I go, I yeah, the deluxe though. What's the deluxe? What's on the deluxe? Um, you know the the uh, tomatoes, lettuce, and uh. Got it. Do you Can use you the Chick Fil A sauce? I use uh, what's that one sauce called? Polynesian. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. That's okay. good stuff. I'm wondering, uh, you know, you're you're a big guy, uh, your frame and all that. Are you one of the guys that Cliff has to be on? Um, does he want you gaining weight? Is your weight good? Do you have to like drink a ten thousand calorie milkshake every day? Where where's it at for you? <laughs> uh I'm a I'm a weight gain guy for sure. He always he's always like make sure I get my calories, make sure I drink my uh my uh my protein shakes, separate guy. Like what I'm are you up protein. to now? What do you weigh now? I'm at two seventeen right now. Where do you wanna be? I wanna be in the two twenty to two twenty five range. And do you hope to be there before the end of the summer? Uh, I hope to be by two. I hope to be two twenty by the end of the summer. But I'm pretty sure I can get. get pretty sure if I make that go, I can get like around two twenty five by the season. Uh, I'm like two months ago. I'm six foot one. Mm-hmm. I weigh two hundred and thirty one pounds. One thirty one, six foot yeah. one. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> what did you say two months ago? I'm it, what's What's I'm losing like, some weight. I'm losing some weight. What's your weight? What's your weight right now? I don't know. I haven't weighed myself since that day because I don't want to be a slave to the number. Because if I see that number, I'm going to just be addicted to that number and not about getting in good shape. So if I like have lost a bunch of weight, then I'll be like, all right, well, now I can go eat some Cajun chicken pasta. And I don't think I can do that because within 48 hours, I'll be back to 231 pounds. Yeah, I feel you. That's how I am. I, I don't really like checking my weight on the scale. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I, I can't stand checking my weight. But I do I do check my weight every Friday, though. I feel oh, like that's you what should... you have to do? That's what they make you do? Yeah, I think that's good. I feel like you should add that. Like, you think I should it. do that once a week? Yeah, shake it once a week. Yeah. Probably... You wait. I got to weigh myself naked. No clothes in privacy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely be alone when you're doing that. Yeah, because I don't want the clothes weighing me down. Yeah. I mean that works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So between Malik and CJ, if you had to pick one that you had to have cook a meal for you, who would you trust to cook a really good meal? Malik or CJ? This it's just like I would have to pick Malik. Just because I know for a fact CJ, he's not the best cook. You you know that for a fact? Yeah. So did I he, what did he do? Did he like burn the hell out of a grilled cheese sandwich one time? Just like sometimes, you know, I walk out of my room and I just look, look, glance at the kitchen, like just glance. And I just look and it's just like burnt. Just it just it's just something. <laughs> 
Like, I'd be like, what is that? <laughs> you can't even tell what it is. It's just burnt yeah. food. Well, you can't tell what it is. And I was up, he cooked this burger one time, and it wasn't like, it wasn't cooked all the way. And I Ooh. still cried. <laughs> <laughs> CJ is struggling. Okay, so uh, it's you guys. It's the roomies. Maybe you're going to uh, meet up with some of the other fellers or not. But you've all put in a hard, difficult, long day in the gym. You've got up extra shots. You did your workouts. Uh, so it's time to relax and have some fun. You're picking the even- evening activity. What are you guys going to do just for fun and to hang out? Just my roommates. Sure. If you, if maybe some of the other guys are going to come around or go somewhere, that's fine. But yeah, you you and the roomies. Uh, uh, that's a good question. It's just like right now, it's not a lot of me, not a not a lot of things to do. But I'm probably right now, like if I had to pick the day, I'd probably just go to the rooftop. Uh, go to uh, go to the hot hot tub. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about here? There's a rooftop hot tub at your apartment complex. Yes. So just go hang at the rooftop. What is it, South Beach, in Bloomington? <laughs> it sounds like it. it sounds nice, huh? But it's just it's just our apartment complex got like a, it's a it's a rooftop pool and a rooftop hot tub. But but it's not private. Like anybody who lives in that apartment complex can go. Yeah. Well, so that's, you guys that's, go that's up part there. of the appeal of it. Right, but, but it's it, not just a bunch of dudes hanging out at the hot tub. We trying to go with that. He got he. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. He got he. He might. He might. Um, All right, I like that. Okay, you're uh walking down one of those alleys on Kirkwood. You're not yet because you're not 21, so you can't do this. But it's a bar, back alley. It's two in the morning, and. Some dudes wearing Purdue shirts look at you sideways, and it's <laughs> it's go time. It's about to be a fight. You can pick one teammate to be your fight partner here. Who who are you picking on your team to be your fight partner? Uh, I had to pick one teammate. Besides, I wouldn't say I would just say Peyton. My first pick would be Peyton, just because he's just just so strong. Like he's just like intimidation. Like yeah. That's a good call. Besides Peyton, probably CJ. We've heard CJ's name. Malik picked CJ too. Malik did not pick you, by the way. That's cool. <laughs> do you do you do you You're agree with to that? Start something, and he's just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. nope. <laughs> I'm trying now, but but I want to give you a chance. If which one teammate, if you saw them coming to your side, you'd be like, ah, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> come on, come on! I, I can't answer that. You got to give one answer. Come Sean on. Sean Burke, Sean Burke. <laughs> I, I see. I know Sean. Sean, something will pop in Sean likes. Oh something. yeah, he'll go crazy. Who yeah. who won't though? Who do you think would just turn tail and run? Who will run? I mean, that's a good problem to have. I think nobody would run. Oh, that's good. That's a good answer. That's a good diplomatic I answer. I just don't KB. know why you're trying to create. Yeah, like division in this I'm a, team. I'm it's a about, producer. I'm a it's, producer. It's 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 it is reality television we're yeah. doing here for Peaks.com members. Caleb, you would often be the choice uh, asking other teammates this, but I'm going to put it to you, and you can't pick yourself. It's um, it's Friday night at the Comedy oh. Store here in Los oh. Angeles. You got to pick one teammate to be the headliner. Is going to go up there. 
do a 20 minute comedy set and needs to get the most laughs possible with you not being eligible. Who do you pick to go up on the stage and try to crack people up? Who would I pick? Uh, Who would I pick? That's a good one. Who talks the most, y'all think? Who loves to talk? CJ. CJ, he does love to talk, but he's, I don't know. He's not funny. That's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think who else I would think likes to talk a lot. I don't think you've got any, like, I mean, Xavier likes to talk. Yeah, Xavier likes to talk, but he's more like a serious kind of guy. Yeah, he's not funny. (laughs) <laughs> he's not funny he's not funny uh, yeah I can't, I can't think of one that I would uh... who likes to talk the most probably Malik likes to he's a people's person so oh yeah Malik. I could see that I could he's see that alright so let's talk about your sense of humor a little bit because many of your teammates have talked about that you're just you. they love it about you that you have this great sense of humor and I'm curious if that is something that you have known about yourself like through high school where you kind of always thought of as the guy who makes people laugh. And do you like having that? Is that like something you lean into? Because look, Ward and I have both been, I think that in our lives, a little class clowny people look to us to make them laugh and, and we like it. It's like you get a thrill from that. Is that uh-huh. how you, do you, do you think of yourself that way also? Uh, Not necessarily. I just feel like once you get to know me, I'm not saying I'm the funniest guy. I just feel like I'm just being myself and people just find some things that come out of my mouth like funny because I'm being myself, I guess. And we're not from the same area. So you think that's part of what it is that just because like you're from the Southeast, that people from not that area, they're like, that's the way you talk is just funny. Yeah, I think that's a lot going on. But I'm curious who said that? Like, Kind of everybody. Everyone so far. Like, where that's coming from? CJ said it. CJ said it. Malik Malik said it. Um, I even think Max said it, and he hasn't even known you that long. I don't know what Max. See, I guess, I guess that's got, got a big part of that where I'm from. But, but because we were talking to it about, I forget if it was Malik or CJ, but if they had to be stuck in an elevator with the teammate for like 14 hours, and they picked you, and and I think some insight to your your comedy, if you will, it wasn't so much that like you're cracking jokes all the time. You just have an inherent sense of humor there's just like kind of a grin on your face when something's going on that makes people laugh so it it feels less to me like you're a stand-up comedian and more that you find humor in a lot of different situations and that cracks them up like like if we was like in the elevator i would definitely like make the the most of it like it's just not you gotta make you gotta make something out of nothing at that point you gotta have a good time then I, like like if you were stuck in an elevator with Kenya, you just got to make it work because that's just annoying. You got to find light in the situation at all times. What do you? What makes you laugh? What like makes is, me? Yeah, is there a comedian or a movie or a TV show or or just a star, somebody out there that that consistently makes you laugh? Uh, what makes me laugh? I don't. Know, that's a good question. I really never thought about it like that, but uh, have y'all, do y'all guys be on TikTok? Yeah, yeah, I do TikTok. No, <laughs> I do. I do TikTok. Yeah, you like TikTok? That's what I be on. That's why I laugh at the most. You just scroll through videos and watch those short, crazy videos. 
Yeah, those people are creative nowadays, and and the stuff that's happening, like I you know. could stuff that's on my for you page, you would even imagine. It it is July fourth. You know, we're in the July fourth time on my TikTok. I saw a lot of fireworks going wrong. That oh, I saw yeah. a lot of videos of fireworks going wrong. And as long as no one was hurt, I do find them very funny. Sometimes the funniest ones when like the accidents happen. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, I also like YouTube shorts. I do YouTube shorts a lot. Instagram reels, those are all funny. Like, yeah. Well, I'm on Reddit, which gets fed a lot of these different feeds. Like, oh, somebody found it funny on one of those platforms, puts it there. What about funny animal videos? Do animals crack you up? Stay hydrated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah they crack me up. They crack me up. I think raccoons are hilarious. Oh, my God. Here we go again. <laughs> Here, they're just too, like, what deer. is deer? deer? Yeah. Like, you th- you think deer are funny? Just how they act, like at nighttime, like how dumb they can be. By the way, I got. I'm just gonna help you here. It's just deer. There's no deer. There's no s on the end of deer. I mean, I'm trying to help you, KB. <laughs> I realized that after I said it. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you. You weren't sure about it, and then you said it. And you were hoping that I would just let it go, right? Yeah. Good looks, though. <laughs> good looks. <laughs> All right, let's jump in the time machine to go back one year. You're a freshman. We talked to you right before you came to Bloomington, after you committed. You get to Bloomington. Um, Had you ever been away from home uh, before you came to Bloomington for that extended period of time? Never. Never been away. And look, we know we talked to your mom last year. You're close to your mom. You're close to your family. What was that like for you? Was that an adjustment? Forget basketball for a second, just life stuff. Was it an adjustment for you to figure out how to be on your own? Uh, Definitely. I mean, I had a lot of stuff to learn how to be on my sure. own. My mom was always there for me. She took care of pretty much everything for me. But being on my own, I had to learn, like, things, what to, what to do and what not to do, stuff like that. Like, here's something that I'm interested in, because I remember the first time I ran a- went away and I came from a family where my mom did everything for us at home. She, I love my mom and she did everything for us. That said, it didn't prepare me all that well when, for example, I had to do laundry for the first time, like just doing laundry. I mean, figuring out how to use a washing machine and then folding clothes was like something that I had not done consistently in my life. Did you have to learn how to do laundry? Uh, yeah, I didn't do laundry on my own at home. So right. I definitely, I gave my mom a call or two, just to be like, what am I doing? How I do this? How I start this? Stuff like that. What about just like managing your life? Because between having to do laundry, figure out food. Uh, and then this whole basketball thing you have going, and then, oh, yeah, there's class. Was it a struggle just to figure out how to manage your time? Uh, yeah, it was a struggle. I know last year I was just – during the summer I was, like – I was so new to it, but I was always super tired. I always wanted a nap. Like, I would go to – like, I have, I have a workout. I was so tired, but I had to do schoolwork. Well, I couldn't get no nap in, then I had another workout. And I just never could get that nap, so I was tired for that workout. Yeah, I was just always tired last year. What did that last the whole year? Was there a time at some point during the season where you were able to figure out a nap schedule, or just or just your body acclimated and you got used to it? Did you ever get to a point where you got more comfortable? Um, 
I mean, that last that was I was talking about for the summertime last year, but got it. When fall time came around, I, I got a routine going. Good. Stuff like All right. So the summertime comes and goes. You start to figure out a routine. Fall comes around. You have all these kids coming to campus. The campus is popping off. And now you're in, and obviously practices started in the summer. What was the adjustment like to the step up in just level of competition on a daily basis? Now, granted, you played with the Celtics AAU team, which is a lot of talent, but now you're even going one step more when you're at a place like Indiana. What was the adjustment like just to the speed, the pace, and the competition level? Um, but the biggest adjustment was the, uh, was the competition level, i say. I know, uh, I didn't, I mean, my last time playing was, my last game I played before Indiana was a high school game. And I'm, I, well, I didn't go to like no, you know, like a private or prep school, had a national schedule and stuff. So the people right. I was training, they wasn't the best players. Like I look at it back, I look back at it, they wasn't the best players. So like when I came to college, everybody was good. Everybody was good. So that was the biggest jump in the competition level. I wonder, as Eric was mentioning, all the students file back into Bloomington, very different vibe. And I'm sure when you were walking around the halls in the high school, you're a head taller than everybody else. You're the big man on campus. But when mm-hmm. you're, you're an Indiana basketball player, you're you're a star. You're now a celebrity with a school that has 40,000 people and a town equally as big around it. How is it for you to be recognized and for people to come up and talk to you, pictures, autographs, that kind of thing? Is that was that an adjustment for you, or is that is that pretty fun and natural for you? Uh, it was just adjustment too. Like when I came, when school started, I mean, like I felt famous, kind of. But I'm yeah. not fa- not famous, but I felt famous. Oh, just no. Made- you're you're there. There's a million Indiana basketball fans out there. You're you're famous. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. but, but was that, did, did you immediately embrace it and enjoy it? Or was it kind of like, ah, I just want to go back to my dorm and be alone. Uh, it's weird. Like I, at first I embraced it. Then time went on. I mean, I still embrace it, but it's, you know, you get a little overwhelming, sure. but I think I, I went home for like, uh, was it March or May? Either March or May I went home and I, I realized like, man, like nobody's really, it's not like I was, it's not how it is, like I was at school. Then I came back up here for the summer. Now I can, everybody start back. Can we get a picture, stuff like that? So you can tell the difference. And I, I'm starting, I'm, I'm embracing them more and more. But it was nice, it was nice to go home and just be able to like go get a bite to eat and not have to pose for a couple selfies. Yeah, that was pretty chill. That was pretty chill. But it's like, dang, I kind of miss it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I like that. Uh, what's your major? What are you majoring in? Sports marketing. You like that? Yeah, it's a cool major so far. Yeah, what's been like your favorite class? My favorite class? Uh probably this uh what class is it called? I forgot it's called. Bowling? No, nah, not bowling. <laughs> so that would be easy and fun. Yeah, I took that class my senior year, man. It was awesome. That's actually a class? Yes, yes. <laughs> at the union. At the union bowling alley. Oh, wow. I thought that was like for like recreation. That's a class. No, no, no. I got a credit out of that. I got a credit. <laughs> Did you get an A? I got an A, man. Yeah, <laughs> I got an A. Yeah, it's a pretty good bowler. Are you a good bowler? Am I a good bowler? I'm, I'm, I'm a good bowler, I think. 
You may want to look in the class schedule. What's what is oh. your sec? What is your second best sport besides basketball? Second best. Uh. Uh. Probably football. Why? I don't play other sports really. I know yeah. sometimes my teammates play golf. Well, yeah, play golf. Who, who who's who plays golf on the basketball team? Uh, I know for sure, like Sean and Anthony. Oh yeah, Sean's dad is a big executive at a golf company. Yeah, so they, I think he's golfing. He tried to golf today or tomorrow or something. Have you ever gone out and played golf? I told him I always like I always told him like I want to I want to go with you one day, but. I haven't, not yet, but one day this summer I'm going to go. I feel like there's a good, there's a good video in the hysterics and KB going out and playing golf. (laughs) Probably is. It'll it'll be a funny video for sure. Yeah, it would be. I want to go back to football. There's, there's a history of some, some two sport athletes at Indiana university in our time. It was Antoine Randall L legendary quarterback also played on the basketball team. Let's say coach Tom Allen comes over from Memorial stadium and he's like, you know, I heard you on the Hoosier hysterics, KB. I heard you got some football in you. I, I really need you to come play for my football Hoosiers. You can play any position you want. What do you suit up for Coach Tom Allen? What position are you playing? What position? Uh, I mean, I like def- I like. I would rather play defense than offense, so probably like safety. Wow. Man, it'd be hard to get Six it past you. Six foot eight safety. <laughs> safety. Back there blocking the whole end zone with the seven foot two wingspan. There'd be a no fly zone. <laughs> I like that. All right. So let's talk about the basketball season comes around last year. What do you remember from the first time you walked out onto Assembly Hall Court with the candy stripes on, the crowd there, the music, everything? What was that like for you? Uh, it felt like a movie for sure. It definitely felt like a movie. Uh, words really can't describe that feeling. But uh, I know that first game, I was like, I had it like, I was kind of sick though. Were so you really? Like, yeah, I was sick. That first mm-hmm. exhibition. God, what'd you have? Looks like a stomach virus or something? Oh, I think I had like bronchitis. Oh, that's not good. It wasn't the best. But it, it definitely that didn't like besides that, it definitely felt like a movie, like it's like like, you know what I'm saying, where everybody wished they can be at right now. Sure. And what, do you remember the first bucket you made as an Indiana Hoosier? Can you tell us about that? Uh, I think I, I still got a video. I think I did like a jab right baseline, two hand layup. That was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, you feels good, how right? I felt. Yeah. Uh, how, do I remember how I felt? Just get back on defense before uh, Coach Wilson say something. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Wait, I'm gonna back up for a second because the first true moment of real joy that you felt on Assembly Hall's court is when you were one of the coaches for the fantasy camp team that won the championship at the buzzer a year ago in August and found yourself at the bottom of a dog pile. (laughs) It was terrifying. (laughs) That was a crazy crazy moment, man. I wish I could rewind that moment like back, like, like all the time. What do you remember about, about that experience and, and the fantasy camp as a whole, but specifically that moment, that moment, I don't know how he like. I, I can't remember how he got the shot, but I knew once he shot it, it was good. And I know I was on the winning side. I, that was my team. He, I always told him once you catch it, shoot it. Like that was his best part of his game. So I had all the confidence in the world for him to take that shot. But he shot it and went up. I think did, did it hit backboard or did it go it straight? Did. It yeah, banked it banked in. in. It banked in. 
hit backboard, man, I was just so excited. And then like you I celebrated. Like, can you just tell us, look, we've got the fantasy camp coming up in another month here, your second one. Can you just talk a little bit about what you enjoyed about the fantasy camp last year? Um, I just enjoy like being in a different role, like not being a player. Um, just seeing how the coaches being just seeing how the coaches like look at the game, like just being in their positions for a change. But definitely, I mean, like I wish, I wish I could have the same team run it back. <laughs> <laughs> run it back. Well, you can draft. You can draft some of the same players. I can, I can, I can. But we just had like, our chemistry was so tight. They probably try to steal some of our players this year. Yeah, I would hope so. Does that mean that you don't want to draft either Ward or me? It worked last time. <laughs> if y'all on the table and it's like the best pick available, y'all y'all will get picked. Well, the only chance of that happening is if we're the final two picks. <laughs> <laughs> Say that, and then we don't know. And then it's a tie. Yeah, then you got to draw straws. Yeah, see, but I just I just want the same players, man. No offense, <laughs> you guys. Like we got to run that back. Yeah, offense fully taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's talk a little bit about the non-conference season because you are played. There's several games where you get some good run in those games, and you know you you performed well when you played. You had some moments in the non-conference season. Um, it ends with Elon, where you play a, a bunch of minutes, but then the Big Ten season comes around, and and some of those bigger games, and your playing time starts to dwindle. Mm -hmm. Was that something you were expecting, and? If not, was that a difficult thing for you? Because I can imagine it's been a long time since you were on a team where you weren't a major contributor of. Uh, it definitely was a different feeling. Uh, a lot of ups and I feel like my uh, my year last year was just a bunch of ups and downs. Was that, that was hard emotionally for you, KB? Like, how did you how did you handle that? Um, it was hard. I mean, I mean, I had conversations with my my parents and my mentors and stuff. They just kept me up, stuff like that. But uh, those conversations got me through those moments. And eventually my name, like, it wasn't many minutes, but eventually my name did start getting called, like, in Big Ten games. It did. And well, I kind of, yeah, go we, ahead, Ward. Before we get to that, I mean, you did get out on the court uh, at Fog Allen against Kansas, you know, uh, in, in Vegas against Arizona. And I just oh. wonder for a, for a kid from Georgia – to be rolling out, you're a part of a blue blood program going up against these other storied programs on national television. Did did it did it feel like that? Did it feel like a big deal? Or at that point, are you just in the season? You're a Hoosier, and you're just out there trying to do exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, it definitely. I mean, I mean, of course, we we approach it like it's just another game stuff like that but it definitely was like it was like a big moment for me like like i'm playing kansas at kansas then once once you're at the game you hear the fans you you really can't hear nothing while they're while they're uh, screaming and stuff so it yeah. was a big so let's talk about ohio state mm -hmm. big big 10 game ohio state you get 12 minutes in that game in that yeah. game, you go for five points and seven rebounds in 12 minutes. So Yasir must have been in your ear, and you listened to him on that game. But those were huge minutes that helped lead to that victory. What did that? Do you remember that game specifically, and how good did it feel 
to know that you were a big part of a big Big Ten win? I mean, I was like one of the, it's it's like one of the one of the best days like of my I would say I wouldn't say life, but one of the best days of last last season for me personally. That's like before that game, I don't think I played in the Big Ten game. So it's just like coming in, I really didn't know what to expect from myself, really. But I showed like I could like play out there. Yeah, you did. Well, and I'm sure that's a good part of the reason why when number one Purdue came to town, uh, Uh you also saw some action, four points, three rebounds, one assist. But can you just talk about what it was like in Assembly Hall for that game? That was crazy. I remember I got a dunk. I got this. Yes, you did. I, I never heard anything that loud and like cheering for like me. <laughs> it's different when they're cheering like for, for something you did. It just gives you a lot of adrenaline rush, stuff like that. So that you that was been... the loudest you'd ever heard a crowd cheer for something you'd done. Yeah, that's definitely the loudest. Like like after a dunk, I never heard anything that loud. That's awesome. I I recently watched that game. It was played on the Big Ten Network recently. Again, they condensed the game so you can watch the whole thing in an hour with no mm-hmm. commercial breaks. You had huge moments in that game. Besides the dunk and, and the other bucket that you hit, you also had big rebounds, offensive rebounds to keep possessions alive. I think mm-hmm. that dunk also came on like a nice backdoor cut that yeah. Tamar found you on. As he, he looked like he was going up for a shot. Right, you just- back cut. And it was awesome. You threw it down with two hands. Like you're from Georgia. You you even said on this one, you're still learning about Indiana as you get older and go through the program. But mm-hmm. did that game and that crowd environment teach you what you need to know about how much we care about beating Purdue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. 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 All right. Once I knew when when, when it's Purdue week, you'll definitely know in Bloomington. And KB, you're undefeated against Purdue. I am. I didn't notice that, but I am. <laughs> you are. You have not lost. What was your, what was the most, uh, not counting Assembly Hall, what was the loudest crowd that you played in front of? Was it Kansas? Was it at Purdue, Michigan State? Like, what was the loudest crowd? The loudest crowd? You named some some big hitters. Yeah. You named some big hitters, but I would, I would say Purdue, but I don't think it was Purdue. In my honest opinion, I think it was Kansas. Really? Mm. Well, you get another. How excited are you to get another shot at those guys this year? Kansas? Yeah. Uh, they reloaded. We reloaded, too. I feel like it's going to be a good game. You owe them a receipt. Yeah. They're going to come to the Assembly Hall this time. They'll check us, check us out at our spot. I like See that. How, how they feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's fast forward in the season. Season's going along. Obviously, some ups and downs with injuries for the team. Obviously, you talked about your ups and downs, um, sometimes being used, sometimes not, which just has to be so difficult for a player to not know, am I going to play tonight? Am I going to get 10 minutes? Am I? That's got to be a difficult thing. But as the season wears on, it's clear that Indiana is going to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, You're a college basketball fan. Selection Sunday, I'm sure you've watched it many times from home. There you mm-hmm. are on Selection Sunday with your teammates at Cook Hall, what was it like to watch that and see the selection show and see Indiana's name called? Well, it was a cool feeling. It was definitely a cool feeling. It's like not a feeling like I wasn't here the years we wasn't like in the in the in the in the um in the March Madness. Right. So I don't I don't know how the former players feel. I probably, they probably feel better than me personally. 
Right. But it it was a cool feeling. Like I just hope that hope that's the norm now. Like hopefully that's well, the norm. You've got yes. a big say in that. Yeah. We're gonna make that happen. So the ticket is punched, you're dancing, you go to beautiful Albany, New York in the dead of winter. It wasn't that <laughs> Was not that <laughs> but uh you get into the warmth of the arena and and you know not just playing the game but just being a part of march madness what was it like what did again did it feel like a dream come true or or you know were you basically all business and it's just another game that was the approach all business just a, another game but it's just one of those moments you want to like on the biggest stage of basketball, not even college. Like it's besides, I feel like besides Mark, uh, the playoffs, uh, the finals and stuff, March Madness is the next biggest team. So, and I like that aspect and all the media, once the media come around, you definitely feel like you are doing something good. just good about yourself. So like I'm, I'm actually here kind of feeling. So you could you could find those moments, take that time to be like, yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I find those moments. That's good. Did your family come to the March Madness game? Did they come to the NCAA tournament? Uh, yeah, they did. Good. Was it nice yeah. to to see them there uh, as you're uh, playing for an NCAA tournament team in college basketball? Definitely, it was. I mean, it was nice seeing them there. I know that's something they that always wanted to do, wanted to go see in person. So I'm glad I got to bring my family out there. And to get them to go from Atlanta to Albany, geez, I mean, Albany, what a shithole. I just hope next year, this year, we have someone better than Albany. Yeah. Well, you know, the best way to do it is get a number one seat. Number one seat, yeah. You know, that's the way to go. I know uh, Celestian Sunday, I know we was all hoping anywhere but Albany. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what happens when you wish for something like that. Well, Eric mentioned, you know, be a number one seed. I do wonder, we know Coach Woodson is not at all afraid to say we're here to win Big Ten championships and national championships. Right. It's still the summer. Are you guys talking about, like, what are the goals? What what would define success this season for this Indiana Hoosier team? Uh, even though it's the summer time, he, uh, he doesn't fail to remind us. But we get reminded about that those goals every time, every chance, every miss mishaps. Like we always we'll get reminded. That's the goal. Who who do you guys talk amongst yourselves? You look what's going on with other teams and other rosters in the Big Ten. Who who are you seeing as the serious contenders in the Big Ten this year? Do you pay attention to that? Uh I don't really know the moves other t- Big Ten teams made, but I can try to go based off last year. Yeah. So, like the Purdue's, the the Michigan States, those teams. The Purdue's, Michigan State, definitely Michigan State. I could say Michigan, because aren't like the whole team returning or something? I think so. Yeah, they got a lot back, and they got some recruits. Yeah, Purdue has everybody back too. But hey, that wasn't a problem last year. Let's keep it rolling. I'm not really worried about them. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I love that attitude. All right, man. Uh so obviously the season ends um, and then the summer begins. And the big thing that happened in the summer is a lot of your family members on the team, not a lot, but some of them left because that's the way college basketball is now. Was mm-hmm. that weird for you to deal with guys that you had, I assume, become friends with people like Tamar and Jordan, um, Logan, when they left, uh, 
how was that difficult for you at all to deal with it? Or were you just so new that you're just worried about yourself and how you get, how you get ready for next year? Uh, first thing first, you always just worry, you protect your, your own self first. You can make sure everything's good with yourself, but, but it was weird, but it was, it was just weird. Like seeing them still in the gym. That's what's weird. Right. After they transfer, they still come to the, after they announce they're going to the portal. Yeah, they still like in the gym, stuff like that. That was the only weird thing. Let me tell you something. If I was running that program, the second a player even says the words transfer and portal in the same sentence, their access card goes red. It goes red. It goes red. They're getting shots up at the hyper. Yeah. <laughs> if they and 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 that I may even stop. They may have to go get shots at the rooftop at the apartment complex. That's where they're getting shots. Wow. Would you would you tell them like wish you the best like no just... no 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 I don't no no, no. <laughs> this is what I say don't let the door hit you on your ass on the way out okay okay I say that I say that but the truth is I do wish I wish most of them well yeah you come yeah that's that's what I pretty much did I mean we still they ever need something or or if I if, they, if I need something I feel like I can reach out to them well I I feel the same way that if they ever need something I'll tell them go talk to KB. Because <laughs> I have no interest in helping. <laughs> hey, Maybe it's tough, man. It's tough because it, it is. It's the it's the wild west. Go anywhere, anywhere you want. It, certainly, there's no shortage of programs across the country who would love to have you on their team. Uh, did you think about it? Were you tempted? Uh, did you did you did you think maybe I'll dip my toe into portal, or were you were you did you know as soon as the season was over you were coming back to Bloomington? Um, I always knew I was going to come back to Bloomington. You did. No matter how, I, maybe maybe some things made me feel a different way at the moment, but for surely I knew I was going to come back. You know, it's, it's, well, I, wait, I just want to be like, you know, it is a big deal to say I'm staying at my school now. It may be that's weird to say, but it's the world we live in now. What is it about being a Hoosier coaches, other teammates, whatever that made you know you were staying? Um, Definitely uh, everybody that's returning. Uh, I feel like like you said, it's me, CJ, Malik. I feel like there's something special can happen with us three. So that was a big part okay. of that coming back and uh, just the coaches too, like trusting the coaches and trusting what they got to say for me and the uh, future with the program. Um, you know, it's funny, KB, we've talked to a lot of obviously current players and former players. And I think that fans would be shocked even before the transfer portal to know how many players at one time or another think about transferring. I mean, Alan Henderson, who is one of the greatest players to ever play at Indiana, uh, what, 14-year veteran or 12-year veteran in, in the NBA, played for the Hawks and, and Hawks. several other teams. Um, amazing basketball player. One of the all-time greats at Indiana, he told us that there were times when he thought about transferring because in the moment, something goes wrong. You're not yeah. happy. Maybe you, you feel like you got blamed for something that wasn't your fault. Like, that's just life. That's what happens. But I do think it shows a tremendous maturity and and we know you know your family a little bit that the person that's able to breathe through the moment wait till they're not upset and then make a wise decision based on what's best in totality and obviously that's what you did 
And that doesn't happen as much anymore as it used to. So yeah. we couldn't be happier that you decided to continue on at Indiana. Because I do believe, like I said, you, CJ, and Malik are the beginnings of a core that could be really special at Indiana and lead to great things, not just for Indiana, but for all of you guys individually as well. And as long as you stay at Indiana, we do wish you nothing but the best. <laughs> so uh, I, I just want to thank you for your time. I know last year must have been challenging for so many reasons, being away from home for the first time, not being yeah. in the role that you're used to being on a team, a whole new city, a bunch of new people, new places, having to do laundry. Assholes asking you to do interviews that are really long. Yeah, two middle-aged <laughs> assholes just asking you to do long interviews. I get it. But we we loved getting to know you last year. Loved seeing how you interacted with Hoosier fans at FanFest and the Fantasy Camp. It said a lot about who you are as a person and your character. And love that you're there again this year. And we can't wait to hang out with you uh, next month. And maybe you'll bring home another championship. We're going back to back. KB... We love having you back on. I hope we get to do this another two times or less because it means you've exploded and you're going to the NBA. That's what I'm hoping for you and for the team. Before we leave, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you on social media? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just follow me on uh, Instagram at CalebBanks dot underscore and follow me on Twitter at Caleb with two Bs underscore three. And you and you way just too many underscores and dots. I mean, what the hell? And no yeah. TikTok, no TikTok, no TikTok. Yeah, I got to I got to work on my dancing skills, stuff like that. You got to get some TikToks <laughs> out there. All right. KB, we love you, man. And we're looking forward to seeing you in a month. And uh, I hope is your family going to come for the fan fest or the fantasy camp? Yeah, they're going to be there for the Hoosier Fest. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Well, it'd be good to uh, to meet them face to face. KB, you be good, man. Our job be good too. That was a guest. That was a guest. He's a sweet kid, right? I do. I think it's you could tell he just finds the humor and stuff. It it it's like a glow. He's he's sitting there and the grin comes across his face, and that's where it's like less about cracking a joke and more just being a humorous dude. Yeah, and a guy who um, I don't know how to say it like. He's just in the moment. He's just like, he likes what's happening right now. You know what I mean? Like, I think he enjoys just being with CJ and being with Malik and coming out of his room and seeing a burnt hamburger. That's like, what is that? I just think he, he finds the joy in the, the simple pleasures of life and he doesn't overthink things. He's just, He's just a good kid who who's enjoying his experience right now and working really hard. Uh, I just I love the um, there's an innocence about him, too, that I think is really refreshing and cool. I, I just am a big fan of his. Probably because he was on the championship team, but to see like clearly he loved that experience and he's it's upsetting him that he can't run it back with the same squad. I, it's unbelievable. I mean, he was on the bottom of the dog pile. And I remember you and I were like doing interviews around that time. And, and we were like, this is this could ruin everything. If 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 he gets rolled up on, this could be the end of of this whole event. <laughs> I remember thinking, OK, I'm far enough away from Woody. 
that he can't like grab me. But I wanted to see what his reaction was because I was sure that he was going to be like, what are you doing allowing this to happen? And I glance over and Woody is cheering from the sidelines, losing his mind. He was going crazy. And moments later, he was trying to find out who took video of it. He wanted the footage. Of he the texted last us later shot. that night. He was like, I need the video of it. I need the video because he wanted to show people. Yeah, it was great. No, but that that's kind of what I mean about he's Caleb be, just being in the moment like that thing, because he was involved in it was all that mattered at that moment. And he was fully invested in being the coach for those guys. And and like you said, a year later, that moment is still really meaningful to him, and he wants to relive it. He can't understand why he can't relive that. And just wanting to run it back with his guys, he's, he's running it back with his guys at Indiana University. Like, he's clearly a guy who identifies with his squad, and he's like, this is my squad. And I, I love what he said. He said it, you know, quietly and quickly, but it, he and CJ and Malik clearly have something special. Those yes. three guys. And to your point, uh, they're young enough. They're not necessarily um, being tracked closely by the NBA lotto projections at this point that you kind of selfishly uh, want them to be able to have another two, three years together. And then at that point, being projected into the league, we want that for all of them. That's wonderful for them and their families and ultimately our program. But you're like, Oh goodness! Like, what could those three guys look like together this season, next season, a season after that? Like, forget it, about it. I, I again, not to belabor the point, but it's a six foot six, six foot seven two guard who should be able to shoot around forty percent from three. It's a six foot eight, seven foot two wingspan three or small four, small ball four who can shoot the three, drive the ball you know, go inside, rebound, defend multiple positions. And it's a six foot eight, six foot nine bruising postman for or or modern day, you know, he not modern day five, but he could play five in a small lineup with great touch around the rim and expanding his game. What that is, is the core of what could be a Big Ten championship team, you for know, sure. if, if they continue to progress and and with experience and experience playing together That's and it. leadership the, together. The, the chemistry and the trust between them that expands outward to everybody else they're on the floor with. Uh, and that's, we think about all those great teams and yeah, individual players get shouted out, but you, you remember those five, six, seven guys who are in the rotation together and, and how they work together, how they just had a feel for what another was, was doing and were going to do. And that's why they could get the best of all the other teams. I mean, I, I think back to Jordan Hulls, Christian Watford, um, Victor Oladipo, Will Sheehy played well, Cody's. those guys were a core that played three years together. And then came Cody, who played two years with those guys and yeah. then played Yo and then came Yogi, who played one year. But that core, those guys who lived through bad times. Yeah, that core, Jordan, Christian, Vic, you know, Derek was part of that, too. And Will, that was a core that with the exception of Vic, Jordy wasn't a, a first round draft pick. 
Christian wasn't a first round draft pick. Will wasn't a first round draft pick, but they formed a core that helped when you brought in these other stars, you had this foundation that built around these guys can be a foundation. They really can. So, and they're all just great guys. I mean, great young men that are so much fun to talk to all three from great families who care about them and have a vested interest in them. Could, Uh, Could you imagine just like living in the apartment next to those guys? I mean, we probably wouldn't get invited to hang out, but I would do everything I could. Be like, hey, are you guys doing some gaming? You want me to bring over some pizza? You and I just show up with towels to the hot tub. <laughs> just gotcha. jump in the hot tub with them. Hey, guys. <laughs> As always, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I. Oh, sorry. Do it again. Do it again. As always, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E. No, I, but the sometimes why boom nailed it this time yep. after some good editing by you. <laughs> well, I'm just going to cut in Caleb, not your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Probably. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.